Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Hour 2 here of Sports Talk Saturday. Nick Erie, I've got Ryan Hour here. I'll have Matt Verderam from Fansided here joining our Western Hotline in just a moment. Before we do, let's set the stage one more time for you. We're here live at Batavia Downs for the Legends and Stars memorabilia and autograph show at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel. Today, it'll go till 4.30 signing and autographs today. Marty Baran will be on stage and will be our last autographer of the day from 3 o'clock to 4 p.m. Uh, quickly, Ryan, for tomorrow, um, a little bit of a different vibe today than tomorrow. It stays a lot of former Bills, former Sabres uh, greats. Tomorrow is kind of a mishmash of, of everything. Right, you got Steelers in the morning with Rocky Blyer, Jack Ham, and Lewis Lips. Uh, Ryan Leaf will be here. Paul Coffey will be here tomorrow as well, just before noon. Uh, Cedric Maxwell, former uh, NBA player there. Rudy's back. He's here today, but he's there tomorrow as well. Rafael Palmero and Jim Rice, two uh, big uh, former baseball players. Uh, Derek Coleman's here as well tomorrow from Syracuse. And then you've got three of the Buffalo lacrosse players here, Josh Byrne, uh, Dehoga Natakoke, and uh, the great Dane Smith. Uh, current Buffalo football player James Cook's here tomorrow. And then we finished off with the boxers. But as you said, Nate, we got a lot of um, former Buffalo football players here today, including right now Doug Flutie and Scott Norwood on stage. And then uh, those hockey players are here later today. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you, man. We'll hear from you uh, coming up here again in this hour and then upside and, and next hour as well. So appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. Ryan has an hour there of Batavia Downs joining me just to uh, continue previewing a great Legend and Star show here at Batavia Downs. Now we head to the Western Hotline where my friend, my good friend, Matt Verderam of Fansided joins me. Matt, uh, I don't think we've chatted in the new year. I'm going to do the thing that Larry David says you're not allowed to do, which is wish someone a happy new year eight days after the new year. Uh, but we haven't talked, so this, this is totally fine for me to do. That's fine. I'll take it. I'm not complaining. <laughs> well, I hope all is well, my friend. I appreciate you joining me uh, on your Saturday afternoon. Well, let's dive into it. You've had a fun little couple of weeks now, haven't you? Yeah, I tell you, it's been fun. It's been busy. Uh, you know, down at the Senior Bowl, then at the Super Bowl, going to the Combine on Monday. So keeping busy. But, uh, yeah, all in all, it's been, uh, it's been a pretty good couple of months. No rest while you're under success. I just made that up, um, but I get the feeling that it applies to you. I mean, what a great run towards the end of the season for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, obviously, you're a national NFL reporter, but, you know, you've been a, a Chiefs fan for what? I mean, most of your life. And I, I, I think when I think about this Chiefs team, Matt, and I think about kind of how this AFC has been talked about for i don't know let's talk about let's just maybe use 18 months as a benchmark um it's sort of been the chiefs and the bills and then the Bengals have sort of 
sewn their way into the conversation, and rightfully so. Obviously, that game in Buffalo where they really dominated the Bills um, on route to the AFC Championship game. Talk to me now as you head into this upcoming offseason where, um, you know, I think the, the Bills are maybe the team a lot of people are looking at in terms of, you know, what's going to happen with Jordan Poyer, what's going to happen with Tremaine Edmonds, and, you know, are they going to be able to go out and, and enhance the roster and not maybe lose too many key pieces to this roster? Where where does sort of the Chiefs roster stand in terms of guys that they might lose or, um, you know, holes that may occur in this offseason, whether it's just due to contract situations or, uh, or, or trades or whatever might be coming up, cuts, uh, cap casualties, that sort of thing. I mean, this, this is a team right now that I think is largely intact at the key positions. Obviously, quarterback – Offensive line. I mean, you got Orlando Brown Jr., who's going to be up um, for a free agent and uh, free agency here. Uh, who do you maybe mark as the most important guy guys to keep uh, on this team as as they, I think, enter an interesting sort of window of is this team a dynasty? And I, and I think the conversation probably begins this coming up season uh, off season for them. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't do the dynasty yet. I think you have to win one more in the next year or two. If they do that, then yeah, I think they're unquestionably a dynasty. As far as the off season goes. Orlando Brown's probably the most important guy. Look, they're going to tag Orlando Brown. I mean, that that's going to happen. They're going to tag him, and then you're going to go through this dance probably into July with whether or not they're going to sign him. Um, they couldn't do it last year. They got closer as time went on. They never really got that close. I mean, they kind of, you know, in the end they said, "Well, we offered him 22 million a year." Yeah, but the last year was like 40 million, and it was like all non-guaranteed. Like the reality was, the Chiefs basically offered him like 18 million dollars a year. So they're going to tag him. He'll be back. He'll be on the Chiefs next year, barring barring a trade, which I don't think is going to happen because the free agency class is, is just not good. Really, yeah. outside of safety, it's terrible this year. So um, I would expect, you know, they'll tag him. I would expect they'll be back. We'll see if it's on a tag or a long term deal by the end of it all. But then after that, they don't have a ton of free agents. I mean, Juan Thornhill is a free agent. I think if he, if the Chiefs get their price, they might bring him back. But otherwise, they drafted Brian Cook in the second round last year. Is ready to step in. McCole Hardman, I don't think, is coming back. I don't think the Chiefs are going to really make a huge effort there. Um, then, then you look around. I mean, after that, it's probably Andrew Wiley at right tackle. Would they bring him back? I think if they can find a reasonable middle ground, they, they would like to. Um, and then the one guy to watch really is Frank Clark. He's not a free agent, but he's got a cap hit of like $29 million. If they mm. cut him, they save $21 million. You got dead money of 7.7. I think the Chiefs in a perfect world would like to figure out a way to keep him on a much smaller cap number. But is he willing to do that, or does he want to go into a market that's awful, that he, he might literally be the best pass rusher in right. So he's the interesting guy. But other than that, really, they don't have you know, Juju. Maybe they bring him back, again, if it's at their number. But I don't think there's too many big ones. Clark's the one to watch. You know, I think about this for the Bills, and you talk about dead cap hits and, and dead cap money, and it's crazy to think yeah. that the Bills are in the cap situation they're in right now, which isn't dire. I mean, let's be honest. They've got an owner willing to spend money, a general manager who understands how to manipulate the cap, a salary cap that is continuing to move upward. But this is a team that's the third the third least amount of dead cap money of any team in football, and they're, you know, nine, seven, or seven and a half, eight million dollars over the salary cap as it currently stands. When you look at Veach, when you look at Brandon 
being you look at two general managers who have expanded you know, or have basically worked up into the cap as, as best as they can. They've also built in a ton of fail-safes, a ton of parachutes in all of these big contracts they've they've delved out of the last couple of off-seasons. I, we had Mike Giannetti on, on Thursday from Track, and I sort of asked the question the same as I asked about Patrick Mahomes. It's like, you know, when will it be time to sort of pull that parachute? This is year one going into year one of Josh Allen's extension. Last year was year one of Patrick Mahomes' extension, and we right. did not see the Chiefs use that parachute yet. Are you expecting them to use that parachute this offseason, or would you expect maybe a move like Frank Clark to free up some space and maybe kick the... I know the, the, the term kick the can down the road is really used for the restructuring, but do you expect the Chiefs to kick the can down the road on when they're going to use that, that failsafe, that restructuring for Patrick Mahomes' contract? They could use it if they do it at chasing about $23 million. And, so, and because his contract is so long... It spreads over so many years, and it really isn't that big of a deal at this point. Now, the further they go, the harder it gets. But right now, they can do it. And, of course, as you point out, and you're right, like the cap's just going to keep going up and up yep. and up. So, for the Chiefs, what do you care if you tack on two extra million to his cap yeah. in 2029? Who cares? Right? So, I think, you know, they might use it. It depends, though. It depends on what Clark's number is going to go down. If they cut and they save 21, if they, if they restructure it and they give him a year of an extension, I mean, they'd probably go down to, like, 12 so, you know, they would still save, in that case, like $16 million. So they're going to save money there one way or the other. But they've got to tag Brown. That's going to cost near 20 So if, yep. you, if you were to move Mahomes' money, that basically pays for it. The other thing to watch is Chris Jones. Chris Jones is due about $29 million bucks next year. It's the last year of his deal. Do they extend him this offseason? Do they give him one more deal? They typically do not pay guys past the age of 30. Chris yep. Jones is 29 years old. Are they going to extend him? And if they don't extend him, would they trade him? Now, they have made exceptions for two guys past the yeah, 30. That's Mahomes right. Holmes and Kelsey. Yep. Both of them are going to walk into the Hall of Fame. Chris Jones is probably not far behind him. He's like, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close you, behind him. If there's ever a guy that they would make the exception for, it's Chris Jones. So I would think just the way they are in the way they're structured defensively, that without him it doesn't work. I would think they would extend him. But I also sat here and said, how could they trade Tyree Kill? Well, the market changed. They were ready to extend Tyree Kill, and then Christian Kirk and Devontae Adams signed for what they signed for. And the Chiefs took one look at that and said, okay, we'll trade you to Miami. So I don't know that the market's going to radically shift here at defensive tackle. They probably have a lot more certainty with that. But I think that's another way to bring down. You know, if they extend Jones, that cap number is going to go from 29 this year to like 10. So that, that's another way for them to open up a bunch of money. Matt Verderam here on our Western Hotline of Fan Sided. He's a national NFL reporter over there. Um, I, it's funny, too, because I, I think the conversation, I, I was just speaking with somebody. I was on a podcast the other day, and, you know, I, I, I talked about the gap that is still exists between the Bills and the Chiefs. And one of the things that I've been pointing to is, like, if you go right now to Spot Track over the cap, whatever, you know, salary cap website you want to go to, and you compare the top four salary salary cap hits for the Kansas City Chiefs and the top five for the Bills, and you, you compare them side by side, for the Bills, it's, you know, like Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Von Miller, uh, Tredavious White, and... Milano? I don't know if it's Milano. I think it, I think it might be Deion Dawkins. Regardless, oh, okay. I'm, look, yeah. I'm looking at those five, and I'm saying, okay, you know, Josh Allen, top three at his position. Stephon Diggs, top five at his position. 
and then you kind of go down the list. I don't know where Tredavious White is. I don't know where Von Miller is after his ACL injury. And then you look at the top five for Kansas City, right? You've got Mahomes. You've got Kelsey. You've got Chris Jones. You've got Joe Tooney. And, like, I look at those guys and I say, okay, Joe Tooney, top five, top four at his position. Mahomes, best at his position. Kelsey, best at his position. Chris Jones, number two? Uh, Is he number two? Is he number three at his position in the All-League, right? Like, to yeah. me, I think that's really where this is, is the Bills have allocated some money to guys that aren't maybe the top of their position. Kansas City, I mean, listen, not every team has the luxury of having the best tight end with the best quarterback, and I think it makes a lot of other stuff work, but they've done such a good job investing and in remaking an offensive line that I think has given them the opportunity to seize this window. I'm wondering, just from your outside perspective, like, you look at this Bills team, you've watched enough Bills football, you've seen them in the playoffs, you've seen the shortcomings. If there is a reallocation of money, and, and you know, I think there's going to be a bit of a die, I think you have to divest a bit from the defense. You're not re-signing Jordan Boyer, it appears. I'm not sure they're going to really be able to find the money to sign Tremaine Edmonds long-term unless you can get him on some kind of, like, seven-year deal. But that's risky, signing a linebacker. I know he's still young. He's 23 years old. But a seven-year deal um, for Tremaine Edmonds, that would be able to, you know, maybe make his his upcoming cap hits much smaller while being able to keep him long-term. But, like, where do you see the holes of, like, they need to invest here if this team's going to remain in this window, but maybe more so – Get to the next to the next phase of this thing, which is getting to an AFC Championship game and ultimately winning one and getting to a Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, I think sometimes the, the and I, I think we just saw this with Kansas City and, and when they traded Tyree Kill, I I among most people were just bored that they actually did it. Right, you're like how could you how could you move that player off this team and they replaced him with Marquez Valdez Scantling and Juju Smith Schuster and won the Super Bowl and had the best offense in the league. And my point is the reason I bring that up is. I think if you're Buffalo, take a lesson from that. You maybe don't need three or four star pass catchers around Josh Allen. Like, he's a top three quarterback in the league. Let him turn a guy who's a decent player into a really good player. Let him do that. Go find, like, Alan Lazard, who's a free agent right now. Sure. Kobe Myers. Go bring in a guy like that and let him turn that guy into, into an 1,000-yard receiver. Like, I'm very interested with the Bills this offseason. I don't know what your take is on this, but Gabriel Davis is one year left. Yep. He has been – he's very talented, but he's been inconsistent. Do you pay him what it is going to cost to keep I don't him? think I so, mean, man. <laughs> and I don't think they will either. And so that's my point. Like, if I'm the Bills, I'm quietly thinking, like, could we trade him now and go get a, a, a – I've thought that. Pick, like, a, like a second or third round pick for him and then use that pick? to go take a young receiver or go take an interior offensive lineman. Or, you know, I mean, that's – and I, I know a Bill fan, you know, hear me say I go, what, are you kidding me? But are you going to pay him 15 to $20 million a year? No. Because if you're not, then he's gone. Like, that's the reality at that position right now. So if I'm Buffalo, like, am I paying Edmonds when I'm already paying Milano? It's two off-ball linebackers that's right. paying a lot of money. And it's, I don't think you can do that. Like, the Chiefs are going to have to make a decision at some point. Bolton or Gay? Well, you're going to pay Bolton. He's better now. Like you're, just, you're going to pay Nick Bolton. So, yep. I think sometimes you do have to look at this. The one other thing too, and, and I, I think Brandon Bean is the top five GM. They've got to have a really good draft. Like, they do. The last two drafts. Have There's been, pressure for that. Oh yeah, I mean the last two drafts have been okay, but you know they they need. And the Bengals, by the way, the same is true of them coming up now. The Bills do. You got to start paying all these guys. And if you're going to stick, I mean. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl, other than Mahomes, for one big reason. 
They drafted great the last they year. They did. And they have all these kids who can come in and play. Buffalo's drafts haven't been bad, but you need – you can't have boogie bats. They haven't been great. That's right. You're, you're totally right. You're totally right. No. They've been so-so. You've got to you got to have a draft this year where you, you find three guys who can start, who can play, who can make a big difference. And if they can do that, then that opens up your cap sheet a hell of a lot more to right. do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I, I listen, I, I don't think – I think your conversation, your your question about Gabriel Davis is is maybe now the time to move on from him because you're not going to pay the money. I don't think that's as crazy as as maybe even you think it might come off to Bills fans. I think I think the problem here and in, in your conversation around, you know, trading Tyreek Hill and getting MVS and, and getting Juju Smith Schuster, while that's true, they also drafted Sky Moore and they also at the trade deadline brought in Kadarius Tony. They continue yeah. to add to a position that they were probably already listen. When you're the Chiefs, you already have short-term and long-term stability at the position. The Bills have Stephon Diggs. I like Khalil Shakir. They just refused to really elevate his role. They did not either, A, trust him enough to put him on the field, even though in, in, in... you know, a, a limited amount of snaps. You look at the rookie class in terms of uh, percentage of getting open against man coverage. He led the league amongst all rookies on being able to get open against man coverage, and they struggled at times against man coverage. And, like, they weren't using him. And, like, to me, this team hasn't really shown trust in wanting to rely on rookies that are at premier positions. They've they relied on Greg Russo a bit, but they don't really rely on guys – uh, Matt, at key positions, whether it's skill position at corner. I mean, it took them really up until week 17 to play Kyrie Elam for a meaningful amount over Dane Jackson when it was very clear he was a, he was better and, and was performing better than Dane Jackson. So I, I do wonder, like, this is a team right now that does not have long-term youth stability on short or on, on rookie deals at the wide receiver position. And it seems like people, I know fans are talking about, well, do you want to go get Robert Woods? Do you want to go get, you know, Nicole Hardman when he becomes available and although I, I think you can supplement another veteran I don't think that would hurt you I'm really interested in this team taking maybe one two or three dart throws at wide receivers in this draft because I think you need some long-term health at the position that aren't you're not paying five six seven eight million dollars a year for yeah and look the reality is you have Josh Allen like yes like, that's like, right to me you have Diggs is the epicenter of the passing game just but, like you know Matt can. but before I before I let you go there like this is a team that was in such a situation at wide receiver that they brought back John Brown and Cole Beasley off the street right. midway right. through like the, the last which, portion of the season. Which is exact. And to the point of that, like I look at all these teams in the AFC's big teams. I mean, let's, I, as great as Higgins is, that passing game goes through Jamar Chase. That's right. In Kansas City goes through Kelsey, and Buffalo goes through Diggs. Other than that, like, I got news: Bengals. Good luck paying Higgins. Yeah, you're gonna right. pay Higgins and Chase. You're gonna be paying each of them thirty million a year. I mean, good, good luck. Like, you're not – they're probably not going to be able to do it. And if they do, they're going to suffer in a lot of other positions. Yep. I think it would be a mistake for them to pay Higgins as great as he is. Like, you have Chase. Pay Chase, pay Burrow, pay an offensive line and figure it out offensively. And for Buffalo, I think the same stroke. I'm not paying Gabe Davis if I'm the Bills. Right. You can't pay him 15 to $20 million a year. I'm, if I'm Buffalo, I'm saying, look, we got to get a killer offensive line. we gotta, we got to make sure that we're good at corner because White is getting older. Yep. He's still good, but he's getting all this coming off the ACL. Like, that to me is, is a primary need. And then on top of that, like, you've got to figure out if Edmonds walks, okay, who's replacing Edmonds? But I don't think you pay – if you have the great quarterback – I mean, look at what Brady did for 20 years in mm-hmm. New England. I mean, they had, they had Moss and Welker. Everybody always talks about that. They won zero Super Bowls 
with Moss and Welker. They won so all true. their Super Bowls with a bunch of guys. With Troy and Brown and, yeah. David Givens and Danny Amendola <laughs> and all these guys. You're like, who? I mean, their passing game in that second run was centered around Rob Gronkowski. Yep. And, and Edelman. And Edelman's not going to the Hall of Fame. He's a good player. But I think if you're Buffalo, you got you to gotta take those dark throws, as you said, at the receiver position on day two of the draft. And, maybe, and, and let Allen elevate him. I think the other thing with the Bills – and. I know you agree. This I, I follow you on Twitter. Like the biggest thing going forward, I think mm. they've got to figure out with these assistant coaches, these coordinators specifically. Who I think, listen, I think Leslie Frazier is a very good coordinator, but the Same. playoffs have gotten killed. Yep, they've gotten killed in these playoffs. Like, why? Why is that happening? You've got to. There's got to be some kind of an answer, and it can't just be, "Well, we're going to face great quarterbacks." Well, you're, you're going to face great quarterbacks yep. in the state. They got to figure that out, and Dorsey's got to figure out more of a plan. I thought the second half of the year. I know Allen's elbow was hurt. I get it, but. They've got to have more of a plan at times with those coordinators going to these games. You can't have playoff games where Allen's got to score 42 points or they lose. It just can't happen. I'm with you, man. And the other, the last thing too, maybe here on Dorsey, I think it's a good, it's a good, you know, area to to leave the conversation. But like the Dorsey conversation is so difficult because, in one way, I was a big proponent of going with Ken Dorsey when when there was conversations around yeah. him potentially taking the OC job in New York with with Dable. I'm thinking you got to do whatever it takes to keep. Because you wanted to, I think this organization really values continuity. And I think sometimes overly values continuity. Um, and I, I think I value overvalued continuity with wanting to keep a first-time play caller. And listen, history, oftentimes, you know, you can, you can overuse data over a historic period of time. But no team has ever gone to and won a Super Bowl with a first-time play caller um, as their offensive coordinator. And that still stands true today because the Bills didn't get there. And I just wonder, like, if you're Ken Dorsey, if you're the Bills, like, everybody's preaching patience. And it was his first year, and give him, give him time, right. give him time. And that's great. In what world do people think this organization has time to develop an offensive coordinator? I just – they don't. I'm sorry. They just don't. Like the, Josh Allen's tw- going to be 27 this upcoming season. His mm. window for playing at this type of level, where he can run guys over, he can play this physical brand of football, it yeah. is finite. It's a small window for he, how he can play this way. And I think with that man, like I just keep thinking, I don't know how people can have patience with an offensive coordinator when your window is this finite with your quarterback. Yeah. No, I think it's fair. And uh, look, the reality is, you know, with the Bills, you have a defensive-minded head coach. So Dorsey's going to have a ton of influence yeah. over how that offense plays out. And I, I think, look, I, I know it, it, the new age school of thought is just the running game doesn't matter and throw the ball. But I, will, uh-huh. I, I disagree with that. I like, do too. It, you have to be able to run the ball in a traditional way to some extent. It changes the way teams – there's a reason the Chiefs destroyed Philly. You know why? Exactly. Isaiah Pacheco, yep. who kept Philadelphia – Seventh rounder, only, by the way. Seventh rounder. Seventh round out of Rutgers, and they 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 kept Philadelphia honest all game because at any time they could rip off five six yards in Pacheco. The Eagles couldn't just pin their ears back and go yeah. after. I, I you want to make the Bills line better? Hand the ball to James Cook two hundred and fifty times next year. Yeah, like you'll be better up front because teams can't just pin their ears back and come after the quarterback, and it takes hits off of Allen and everything else. Like I I I'm not saying that's a cure all for everything. But I do think sometimes these teams get so far away from the run game now that it's like, well, we're just going to throw the ball 45 times. That doesn't, that doesn't work come playoff time. You need to have some semblance of balance. And I think for the Bills, I actually thought Cook looked really good when he got the ball this year. I did too. Like, give him the ball 20 times a game. 
and allow him to take some of the pressure off that line. There's nothing worse for an offensive line than when you're not running the ball at all. You're not even trying. And these DNs can just go, you know what? See ya. I'm going to pin my ears back yep. all game because I have no fear of you running the ball. I thought that was a problem at times for the Bills this year. And I think they have the guy to remedy. It just have to give him the football. Matt, I appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for joining me on your Saturday afternoon. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll talk again soon, buddy. It sounds good. Take care. All right, Matt Verderam there, a fan-sided chat to Bills and Chiefs and AFC uh, sort of outlook moving forward. We're going to take a timeout. Greg Thompson of Cover One joins us next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.